It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. Foster. Nine seconds for the win. Oh! 
the likes of Kyrie and Horford and yeah. I just all those guys that I just named I think are are pretty much better than everybody in the entire Pacers <laughs> roster. So um, I don't see it happening. But if we're talking East, I think the two main teams that I I see coming out are uh, are either the Bucks or the or the Raptors, and I between them I really think it's a toss up. Mm-hmm. This you know the the Celtics are. On paper, they look good, and I thought they would be great with uh, with Kyrie and Gordon coming back. But they, you know, they looked great in the playoffs last season, but um, they haven't really meshed, and uh, they're not playing as a team. And there's all this turmoil, there's turmoil uh, within the team. And I thought that by this point, in this like the beginning of the season was understandable. You have two big time players coming back, and there's not a lot of cohesion. But I mean, you're getting down to the the home stretch of the season yeah. at this point and it just doesn't I don't I don't know about them and then the Sixers their record against the Celtics is is uh three and seventeen in their last twenty games. Wow. In their last twenty games, geez, I I didn't realize that. That's and they and they got tough. beat um <laughs> Yeah, they just I mean they played not too long ago, right? Oh, I'm um, not sure when their last matchup was, but um Yeah, a couple yeah, a couple games ago. Which is a loss at home. You know, so the Celtics just seem to really have their number. Um, even last season, uh, in my opinion, that the Sixers should have never lost to yeah. that Celtics team without Kyrie, no. without Gordon, all those young guys. I mean, yeah, I, that was ridiculous. <laughs> no disrespect to those young players on the uh, on the Boston Celtics. They played amazing last uh, last playoffs. That was incredible. But I mean, you have guys like Simmons, the Rookie of the Year last season, and Embiid was was playing out of his mind. I mean, uh, and you lose to that that team in, in five games is uh, atrocious. I yeah. mean, and I I can I understand they've uh, they've built up their roster since, but um, in my opinion, adding um, so if you look at the difference between, the differences between the uh, the Sixers and the Celtics from last season, if you add um, Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler to the Sixers, and you added uh, Kyrie. And Gordon to the Celtics. To me, there's more of a of a positive to adding Kyrie and Gordon than there is to adding Jimmy and uh and Tobias. In my opinion, really? because why is that? Um, I mean I Tobias. Would, I mean yeah, yeah. I mean Harrison Butler. I mean they're kind of tearing no, it the, up though. They're great players. Um, they're definitely great players. But I and I I would I think they're both playing. At a higher level than uh than Gordon right now, but mm-hmm. um, I think Kyrie is such a playmaker and he's so and he's been there. He's been there with LeBron back with the Cavs. He he knows how to play in the playoffs. Um. To me, Kyrie is a greater like his positives, just like trump the positives of Jimmy and Tobias. And I mean, look, I mean, you can look at the stats. Um, with the. I understand that they've only had the bias for a uh, limited time period, yeah. but yeah. I was looking at this season because in my mind, the Bucks, the Raptors, the the Sixers, and the Celtics are the real contenders for the East. So I looked up the uh, the record of the Sixers against the Celtics, mm-hmm. the Raptors, and the Bucks this season, and they're one and seven. They may be able to to beat um, you know the lesser opponents in the East and yeah. And the lesser opponents in the West, but when it comes not to... Not a real contender. <laughs> when it comes to playing... And I don't understand it because, you know, if you're looking at, like, the eye test, they've 
what looks to be almost the makings of a super team with all these great players in their starting lineup, but mm-hmm. I don't know what it is if they just don't work together or I don't I'm just, I'm not very high on the seventy sixers. Yeah. And I mean what do you think? And I mean like they'll be around for a while. I mean, the whole team is still super young and the fact that they could make it as far as they did last year with I mean, guys that were all like rookie, second year guys and now these like two additions, I mean I, I I'm they'll be they'll be one of the top four teams the next I don't know indefinite amount of seasons, but as for this year the Celtics oh Celtics oh who well, are you talking about? I was talking about the Sixers oh okay yeah no no the six yeah the Sixers but the Celtics I mean I mean they're they're really similar teams because the Celtics they have um I mean I mean they're a little more mixed old and young but like I mean they got some good younger players that are up and up and coming and I mean I think. In the in the like overall scheme, like in the in the longer stretch, I think the Sixers will a couple of years from now definitely be a better team than the Celtics. But as for now, I mean they're really similar teams, and I don't know. The Sixers are a lot younger, and I think that they're. I mean, just the fact that they, I mean, they they can't ever seem to beat the Celtics. But the fact that I mean they're right with them. I mean they're four right now. Celtics are five. Like, I mean that's a good sign. I think I think they'll be a top three team the next few years for sure and I mean as for this season I for sure think they'll be top four I'm not counting out the Pacers yet I mean I know like I know it's like okay who's left on the team (laughs) but like still I mean they're still number three right now and I mean they've been going I mean Oladipo's been out I think since beginning of February and I mean they've won eight of the last ten like I don't think they'll make much noise in the playoffs, well, but I th- but I think, I mean I think they'll stay right up in the top three or four in the conference for well, sure. That, that's all good and well, but um, I guess what I'm trying to get at is what you think is going to happen in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I I could honestly see I I could honestly see them being the 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 higher seed that gets upset in the first round. The Pacers. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. Yeah. But I do think that they will be one of the top four seeds for sure, yeah, and that's fair. And honestly, I think I think the Sixers will be there too, and obviously the Raptors and Bucks. So I think the Celtics, I not a lot of confidence that they'll make it. But I could honestly see them almost drop into six or seven. I mean, they're six or seven. Yeah, seriously. I mean, f- they're five right now, and Nets I could definitely five see games that. Back in the, uh... And the Pistons are eight games back. They're not going to drop their simply. Not okay. Maybe not seven, but I could definitely see. I mean, maybe they'll drop to they'll drop to the six. They're, they're talking about LeBron not making the playoffs, and he's he's uh four games back at the eight spot. I mean, and you're talking about <laughs> dropping five spots. I don't know. I, it depends. <laughs> it depends what happens. I yeah. Mean, all these teams when they get into the playoffs, and they're going to be able to make some noise. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're all well built. Uh, I I just tend to think that the, I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Greek freak has been tearing it up this year. He's unbelievable. Watching him play is, is so much fun. Um, and then those guys, you know, the the I think the difference between, the Bucks, the Raptors, if you put them in one category, and the Celtics and the Sixers, is that, the Bucks and the Raptors seem to like be cohesive. They seem to move the ball and uh, know their roles and be comfortable with uh you know, how could the Sixers, if the Sixers were really moving the ball well and and um, how could they be uh, 
doing so poorly against all these all these teams. Like I said, one and seven against the Bucks, the Raptors, yeah. and the and the Celtics this season. I mean, they have a starting lineup of Simmons, Redick, Butler, Harrison, and Embiid. Mm-hmm. If you're moving the ball around and you know how to play with each other, that should be a team that should be winning the East. But it's yeah. for some reason there's no cohesion there. And then I mean the addition of of Kawhi to um to the Raptors is just obviously was great for them. I mean Kawhi's just he's a better player than uh than um DeRozan. Than DeRozan. Mm-hmm. Um and then Siakam's playing out of his mind. I love Serge Ibaka. I don't it's very the Bucks and the Raptors I think the East this playoffs is gonna be a very interesting oh, yeah. thing to watch. Yeah, and I mean Obviously, the Bucks are the favorite. They're sitting at number one right now, and they got Giannis. But I don't know. I I I think I definitely think it'll be Bucks Raptors Eastern Conference Finals. I I mean, they're just so much yeah. better than the rest of the teams. But I know the Raptors really enjoy choking in like in the final. And like LeBron's not there anymore to I, choke too. That's true. That is true. But no, they're definitely uh, they definitely like to choke. But I think I I have a good feeling about the Raptors. I think I I think we're gonna see them in the finals. I mean. Don't get me wrong. I think it'll be Bucks Raptors, and I think it'll be a great series. But I don't know. I don't, there's something about the Bucks that just I, I feel like I can't totally trust them. I mean, Giannis I'm is obviously probably the best player in the NBA right now, and I mean Middleton. I, I mean great shooter, but All Star this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean that was really impressive, but still, I think the Raptors are a little more well rounded. Oh, yeah. It's it's fair. Yeah. I'm, uh... I'm definitely between those two. I think it's it's going to be very interesting to see what the Greek freak does um, in the playoffs because he's unproven. Mm-hmm. You know, last year in the playoffs, he uh, he lost to the Celtics. I'm not putting it on him, but you know, if you're the star player of a team, a lot of the a lot of the blame gets put on you, gets put on you. And right. you know, if he's the best player in this team and he really goes off this uh, this playoffs and he, he carries them, that'll prove a lot about him. And I mean. He's he's only gotten so much better since last season. I mean, Ugh, yeah. it should be it should be very interesting to see how he does. But if if he's a big time playoff player, you know he might be able to control these games, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. It could be very mm-hmm. very interesting. So think about this. I mean, obviously, Bucks Raptors. I mean, it's it seems like that's that's what it'll probably end up being. Is there any I team agree. that you think could possibly sneak in there? Maybe make an in upset the in the East in the in the in the conference finals. To get to the conference finals. Yeah. You're talking. I mean, I don't think Nets, I don't. Pistons or Hornets. Not even them, including the Pacers, Sixers, and Celtics. Anyone else besides the Bucks and oh, the Raptors? Oh no, I, I certainly think that the Sixers or the Celtics could pull something off. I, yeah. I would never write them off for making the uh, the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Um, other than I think the four the four teams that could definitely make the conference finals, like I said, are the Bucks, the Raptors, the Sixers, and the Celtics. I wouldn't think it. I don't think it'd be an upset by any means if the Sixers or the Celtics made the conference finals. I am higher on the Bucks and the Raptors, but I think the yeah. Sixers and the Celtics can certain can certainly make it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'd be very surprised, and I'd go to say that there's no chance that anyone in the East is making the the conference finals. Yeah, yeah, no, I. I definitely could. I could definitely see the Sixers making. It. I could see them putting a run together here, but I just I don't have a good feeling about the Celtics. Just things have not been. They're not clicking as a team, losing games, and I mean. So 
So you're you're saying are you saying there's no chance they make the conference finals? Not that there's no chance, but it's small. It's small. I mean, I would I would I would definitely say the Sixers are the best chance beside the Rocket besides the Bucks and Raptors. Oh, I but disagree. You don't think the Sixers have the best chance? No. Why not? They're just they're three and seventeen in their last twenty games against the Celtics. They yeah, but beat. they're not. But they wouldn't be playing them. Most likely, if they're if they're back to back seeds, at least. I mean. Oh, oh, I mean, okay. I mean, cause uh, I, I, cause I think it'll be, I think it'll end up being the Sixers at the number three spot. I think it'll be Pacers number four, and then Celtics. Regardless five. of how it winds up, if you don't have to go through the Celtics to get to the conference finals, they're gonna have to go the through the Raptors or the or the Bucks. And even if the Celtics have had their number, I think the Raptors and the Bucks are better made teams and yeah. playing better yeah. at this I point. Yeah, I mean, I so think they'll make. Then I don't like if the Sixers are having so much trouble against against the Celtics, then I think they're going to have even more trouble against the Raptors or the Bucks. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's something with them them playing the Celtics. Every time I've seen them play the Celtics, they they, they seem like unsure of themselves. But I I could see possibly a surprise upset against. I, either the Raptors or the Bucks. I, for sure, a really good series, and obviously they'll be the the away team, it's which possible. will hurt. But it's possible. Like I said, I think any of those four teams can make the conference finals. Yeah, I just not high on the Celtics. I think Pacers. I, I mean, and like I said, I think the Celtics could potentially drop if one of if the, one of those Nets or Pistons. I mean, Pistons have won eight of the last ten. They could make a run. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying that it's very likely that they'll leapfrog the Celtics, but. I'm saying I'm not ruling out them dropping even further, and I definitely think that Sixers and Pacers will be the will make up the top four, and then after that, I mean, it it could be anyone. We'll definitely we'll definitely see, and it, uh, it'll be very interesting. You want to move on to the the Lakers trouble? Yeah, let's move on to the West. So, of course, when you're talking about the West at this point, you just have to be talking about LeBron James, what's going on. <laughs> In uh, Los Angeles, um, they've dropped their last two. Mm-hmm. The last one being to a a sorry Grizzly Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> team, second to last, twenty um, fourth win of the season. And the game previous to a uh, Anthony Davis list Pelicans. I don't. I'm. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> Um, well, I I think I know what's going on. There's okay. no there's no team besides LeBron, and LeBron can't win games if he's the only person on the team. I mean, there's no I'm 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 sorry. There's nobody else on that team that's even worth anything really. It's just LeBron well, and everyone else. See, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I mean, I think Ingram's been outscoring LeBron the last two games. He yeah okay two games though. No, but there's guys. I mean, let's look at the their loss against the Grizzlies. LeBron twenty four points, Kuzma twenty two, Ingram thirty two. The wealth is being spread a little bit. I mean, look, I his injury clearly hurt the team, and they were going to be pretty much cruising into the playoffs, in my opinion, if it wasn't for his injury. And he doesn't seem like normal LeBron right now. But I mean. I think he did more of less last season, and granted, the the Western Conference is a is a tougher conference. Right, um, that's true. But I mean, it's not like he's it's not like he was going up against um, 
the uh, you know <laughs> the top, top tier Western <laughs> Conference teams in these last two games. <laughs> Almost he, the worst teams. He, he went up against um, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, and they're yeah. just not where they have to be right now. And you know he's talking about playoff LeBron is here. I have to turn on playoff LeBron early and stuff. And yeah. I don't get me wrong, I love LeBron James. I think he's an excellent player, but yeah, I'm just not. I don't know if it's the injury or or what or but but then the other problem too is he's he's pointing the finger at uh he's saying you know he's questioning his teammates' sense of urgency he's he's mm-hmm. saying that they're they seem um to be comfortable with losing and how they have to get more uncomfortable um I don't know if that's like I don't really see how that's helping yeah I I could be wrong <laughs> LeBron James knows a lot more about um. Getting to the playoffs and and winning uh, basketball games than I do. I'm not I'm never gonna suggest that I know more than LeBron James, but it just doesn't seem to be positive to me, especially coming off that whole thing of the trade deadline where it looked like he was putting up his whole team on the trade block. Yeah, yeah, that was what was it like? Almost the entire team. Oh my god, for, like, they were Davis. talking about trading Kuzma and yeah, Ingram no, and Lonzo. Stupid. I mean, I as of right now, I think. It's basically LeBron and everyone else, but I I, I like Kuzma. I think he'll be. Kuzma like, and Ingram are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and, and Ingram. I think there's, it's right still now. early though, and yeah, they're young. Players. I think a couple a couple years. Yeah, exactly. A couple years from now, I, th- I mean they'll be they'll be right up there. I, I don't I don't think right now though they're playoff caliber though. And no. Rondo, I mean he's he's getting old. I just yeah, and Tyson I, I, Chandler. It's just it's just funny how they. How they went from being, you know, like last in the West last year, and I mean, you can even you can add LeBron to a team who I think is probably the greatest player ever, and that even then, I mean, it's not a guaranteed uh, well, playoff spot. A lot, if you... do, a lot of it has to do with LeBron's injury. If LeBron's healthy the whole season, that they're in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I possibly. Think, I think if they if they keep their young core, they start to to mesh together a little bit more. They start to to come together as a team and. LeBron starts picking them up instead of putting them down, and they maybe add some free agents. Um, personally, I understand how great it would be if LeBron and AD were on the same team, but I don't know mm. if it's worth it that much to, to gut your entire young core when you could just wait one more season, and then AD yeah. will be a free agent, and you could keep your young core yeah. and add, D, add AD along with them. I don't, yeah. you know, that's mm. my opinion about about that whole trade situation, yeah. but I understand that if you added AD this season, you might have been a contender, but then who else is on the team? Yeah, exactly. It's AD and LeBron, and who? <laughs> exactly. I mean, the two, probably two top five players in the league, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that that's good enough to get you a playoff spot for sure. I mean, not, and not, even, not even the last spot, but like, you're not making it far. If no. that's the only, if you only have, if two players versus five warrior all-stars especially first round i mean and that's the thing right now they're only they're only three games back of the spurs there's also two teams in front of them though and even if they manage to make the eight or seven spot they're going to be going up either against an all all-star warrior i mean basically all all-star warrior starting lineup or the nuggets who have just been out of their mind this season so if they sneak their way into the playoffs they're they're winning one game if they're lucky. Oh, you think? If they're lucky. See. And that's if they make the playoffs, which is really I questionable. Saw, I saw a stat that it's a, there's a 3% chance that they're going to make the playoffs. 3%? 3%. Wow. Um, that was I think that was from ESPN or 
some some big network. Mm. Um, but um, you can never really discount LeBron James. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think anyone going up against the Warriors this uh, postseason is going to be like lambs for slaughter. <laughs> um, if they make the eighth seed, congrats to them for making the playoffs. Right. But for what? Yeah. You know. I'm sorry, that team is not getting past the Warriors. Um, I mean, who is? <laughs> I don't. Honestly. I, I I don't think anyone can. I'd be very surprised. Um, I think they might be able to to play with the Nuggets. No disrespect to the Nuggets, but I I can never count LeBron James out. Um, I mean, gee, what he did last postseason yeah. gets the entire Eastern Conference single handedly. Yeah, it's just amazing. I think if he nurses himself a little, I mean, I know he used to be used to get winning now and stuff, but like if over time he gets more back into his groove and uh, he becomes the LeBron that we know and he kind of uh, heals his injury better, um, I, I wouldn't discount him being able to to make a little bit of noise. Not as much to to beat the Warriors, but I don't, I don't even think they're going to be able to make the playoffs, let alone jump to the seventh seed. So, so so. If they get that eight spot, you think they're winning multiple games against the Warriors? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. no. Well, yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking too. I said they'd be lucky to win one if they even make it. Well, I I'm saying I think they could make, they could win more than one if they make it to the seven. Well, yeah, that's true. But I think they might even be able to win the series if they make it to the seven. Because it's LeBron really, James. it's LeBron James. It's LeBron. Just hang out. Yeah. Um anyway, uh and just for that, we will be taking calls next week, but I think just for this show, no calls for tonight. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. We'll see how it goes, but we're still trying to get used to it. Just answer it. Do you know? Just 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 say hello. Hello? We got a question for Kenny. No, just hang on. Alright, again, yeah, I think we'll interrupted no calls tonight. Yeah, I think we're gonna go no calls tonight and then next the sorry, next week we'll probably pick up calls maybe or the week after. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um so I don't know, where were we? Lakers? Um Yeah, so again if they play the if they played the Nuggets I one win, maybe two. I I I like the Nuggets though. And I definitely are you feeling that Nuggets Warriors Western Conference Finals? I don't know. I think the the Nuggets are strong, the Thunder are strong, the Rockets are strong. You can't ever discount a team with James Harden and Chris Paul. I I don't know. It's um but to me it doesn't even matter because if the Warriors don't win the NBA finals this year, I, I think it's it's pretty much as bad of an upset as that as that team that was uh that had the greatest record in uh the NBA regular season history in 2015 losing to um that Celtics team when they were up 3-1. I think mm. it's a worse upset because you took the greatest team in regular season history added the first or second uh best player in the league in Kevin Durant. You know, it's whether he's the best player now or if he's not the best, he's the second best. And then you added 
Boogie Cousins, I mean, if that team loses, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and and they mesh. It's not like a lot of teams come together and they they don't mesh, but um these guys are, have certainly come together and they've been playing well together and I mean obviously they're the, they're the top of the West and I just don't I don't see them being uh taken down this mm-hmm. season. What about what do you Yeah, think? yeah, um I mean it's just crazy to see like what the Nuggets have done though, like just yeah. out of nowhere and I mean, it'd be that'd be a fun series for sure. I definitely they could definitely play oh, with the it could Warriors. Be fun. Yeah, yeah, and it would definitely be a close series. But I mean, I just think this Warriors team is just so ridiculous. Like, I mean, it, it's just hard to say that they won't win in the finals. I mean, they just like year after year, they nobody can stop them. I mean, like, it, do you think like Giannis and the Bucks could do anything against them in the finals? I mean. They, I know they can make it a series, but I just... I think they could do better than um, what LeBron's Cavs did against them last season. Make yeah, for sure, for sure. More of a series than sure. that. Because it won't just be... I mean, the Bucks aren't like LeBron and the Cavs, no, like a one-man have, they team. they have some players on that team, but I'd be so surprised if they were able to beat them. That'd be, it'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And, I mean, Raptors? I don't see it either. I mean... The Warriors are so strong. Yeah. They're so strong. Yeah. Hard to stop them. I mean, when you have a team of basically all all-stars. Five all-stars. Like, yeah. That's that's just ridiculous. But I mean, it's I mean, it's interesting. I mean, the Nuggets are only a game back. Thunder are five backs. Blazers are six back. I mean, they I mean, a team could make a run. Regular and, season doesn't matter in the West. Yeah. Whoever I mean, the best team is and that clearly is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I think it'll matter more if if in this off season Kevin Durant leaves, yeah, and comes to buy New York Knicks, <laughs> or uh, you know if if that happens, then all of a sudden the West is more wide open and it's shook up, or if some free agent comes to play with LeBron, or who knows what's gonna happen. This this NBA off season is, season is gonna be so exciting. Who knows what's gonna happen? I think the entire league will get shaken up. But um, as of this season, I, I don't, I don't. It doesn't even matter what happens the rest of the season with the Warriors. I think they can mm. just sit their guys for the rest of the season if they wanted to, and they'd still win the NBA Finals. They're just so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you feel about the other teams in the West, though? Like, do you think there'll be a different team besides that? I mean, it seems like Nuggets-Warriors is, like, pretty – I mean, it's obviously the highest chance of the two best teams right now. Who do you think has the best chance to play the Warriors in the West Conference Finals, though, besides the Nuggets? I think the Thunder. Mm-hmm. It's because Paul George has been having an MVP caliber season. Um, a lot of people are talking, you know, first it was Greek Freak's going to be MVP, and then they were talking James Harden, and now uh, Paul George is becoming uh, yeah. part of the conversation. I don't know what the MVP is going to end up being. It's, it's too tough to call. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, him and the former MVP in Westbrook, great players. It seems like they're really starting to uh, to learn how to play with each other well. And they have they have length and they, they play good defense. Um, I honestly think if anyone's going to give the Warriors uh, um, the best fight in the, in the West, it's going to be them. But um, that's just that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I definitely like the Thunder. I mean, they 
lost the Nuggets, I think, was that last, last, night. last night? Yeah. And so, I mean, in a series, I could definitely, that would be, that'd be a really fun series. That would be really close. That would be fun. Um, I could see the I could see the Blazers making noise, the Trailblazers. Um, really? Da- yeah, Damian Lillard. I I've, I've always been a yeah, big Damian one, Lillard he's fan. One fire, though. Yeah, but I don't know. I I I like him. I think they could definitely make some noise. They're sitting at the four right now. They're only a game behind the Thunder. I could see them. I could definitely see them being the three. And I'm. I mean, it's hard to say anyone else be the two besides the Nuggets. I mean, they they just seem to keep on winning, and they're right there with the Warriors. But they're leading the Celtics right now, uh, fifty one forty six in the third. The Blazers are. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and that I mean that's a obviously <laughs> questionable Celtics team, but that's still I mean that that's still a big time win. Is that at home or on the road? Um. Check. Night. That's in. Um. It's in Boston. It's in Boston tonight. Yeah. So I mean that that's a good road win for them, and yeah, I, they're top. I think they're a top caliber team, and I could definitely see them being the three, and. I mean, potentially Eastern Conference semifinals. I could see them giving the Western, Nuggets a run, yeah. or Western Conference yeah. finals, Maybe. semifinals. I could see them giving the Nuggets a run Maybe, for their money. It's just, it's just McCollum and Lillard. Uh, those guys tear it up. Like I've seen them do it before. Especially, in the, I mean, in the playoffs, they they can no, turn they it up. they have a history of it, but uh, who knows? Like I said, it doesn't to me. The West doesn't matter that much because. In the end, the the big bad warriors are just sitting there, yeah. popping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like how much is how much does the talk about the really, other teams yeah. really matter? Doesn't with the warriors there. It would be. It. I mean, if they lost Durant though, after when, oh, when, I when, think, he, I think when he becomes a free agent after this this off season, the league could be dramatically changed. And you think he'll be on the Knicks? So that's a good transition into this Porzingis trade. I loved Kristaps Porzingis for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Played great. Probably was on his way to becoming an all-star. And then the, the injuries plagued him. Obviously, he was out uh, most of last season and, um, and all of this season so far. Um, and I was, and, you know, he wanted out. And they got rid of him. And they got rid of Hardaway, and uh, they got back Dennis Smith Jr. and with um, DeAndre Jordan, um, which seems like an unfair trade to me at face value. Mm-hmm. But to my understanding, it was the uh, the Knicks organization's plan to try to free up some cap space so that they could make a move on some of these big time free agents that are going to be. Um, getting out of their contracts this uh, offseason. And, you know, if they don't get someone like Durant or Kyrie or both of them, <laughs> um, I think the Porzingis trade is horrible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If they can't land one of those guys, then they're, they're done if for they a while. If they end up with a, with Even a if, Jimmy if Butler or a Kemba Walker or... A- any of that, I yeah. I'd be so disappointed. That'd be mm. horrible. But yeah. I mean, part of me feels that like these guys haven't, you know, the GMs at the at the Knicks have been not been uh, quite up to par in the the last ten years. But I'm, I'm hoping deep down as a Knicks fan that they they must have known that they might be able to lure a uh, a KD and a Kyrie to. Uh, to the Knicks and to New York and to the big market. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a lot of reports going on um, during the uh, the All-Star break about how Katie and Kyrie seem to be hanging out a lot and talking a lot, how they seem friendly. Who knows what that really means? They could just be friends. <laughs> they could, you know... Friends friends do talk. No, of course <laughs> friends do talk. And they don't have to be like scheming to go join the Knicks. I think some people take... Uh, take this stuff too seriously and make it more than it really is. But um, I, I'd love it if they came. And then yeah. the Knicks, it, they have to make sure that they're, you know, one of the bottom three teams in the yeah. in the East so that they have a 14% chance at Zion. Yeah. Is, I mean, so right now the Knicks are one more win, two less losses than the Suns. So the Suns would be the number one right now and the Knicks would be the number two. Um, I mean, do you think but it's time the, to start tanking? Well, all the bottom three teams um get um fourteen percent chance at the number oh, one that, pick. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The so yep. as long as you stay as yeah, the bottom as long as you three, stay there. yeah, fine. But it, I don't think they should. You know, at this point, if they were to surpass out of that bottom three, I think it'd be a big mistake. I think the GM has to be talking to the coach and saying, you know play hard maybe for the first three quarters but then obviously you can't make it look like you're tanking but yeah you have to like you have to somehow mess up these games when it comes to the crunch time because i've never you know in my life watching college basketball i've never seen so much hype and excitement yeah, around, around player. a player as yeah. zion williamson mm-hmm. ever and i think having him on our team he's gonna hopefully you know He's going to be a generational talent. And, I'm, you know, 14%, I understand, is not a given, but at least it's the highest percent chance that you are going to get, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, They definitely would be making a mistake to try to move Absolutely. out of there. I mean, but, it's, but it's, it is tough, though. Like, you're playing on an NBA team, and to go out there and not, like, give, give your, like, full 100%, I mean, and I know you have to be smart and look to the future and think, okay, like, um, you know, I'll give up playing hard this year because then next year will be so much better. It is. I mean, it's got to be a little difficult for them though to you know uh, have that have that like a losing mindset totally, going into a game. I completely understand. And it's tough on the fans too. And I'm sure like who, who I, wants to go to a game as a New they, York Knicks fan? I understand. I yeah. will say the the city of New York will not care if he tank if they tank yeah. and they get Zion. Trust me. Or, or any of the top three picks because this draft class is going to be strong. You know, yeah. it's not like you're tanking for a Trey Young or, or yeah. like, That's I true. don't know, whoever ended up going first last year. It's not it's not anywhere close to the magnitude. Like, the hype around Zion is unreal. Mm-hmm. You want to you transition into, into Zion? Yeah, sure. We can move into a little college basketball. So some college basketball. So, so yeah, that's interesting with Zion because – now, after that crazy UNC game, yeah, I mean, UNC game, he, <laughs> thirty seconds thirty in, seconds in, he shoe out his shoe. Yeah, I, I, that's he just his crazy. I don't know how. Like, I've never seen anything like that, especially to like such a big player. Like, seen that. it once. It was Manu Ginobili. Really, Manu Ginobili did it as well. How long ago was that? Years ago, mm-hmm. and I, I believe it was Nike's as well. <laughs> Nike took a stock. To, a stock <laughs> yeah, it, after. Uh, yeah, if if, if I'm Zion, like I, I don't think I'd ever be wearing Nikes again. I think it's well, they have gotta, to be. It's 
Well, yeah, Duke is sponsored right, by right, Nike. for Duke. But once he's out, one, I mean, after this season, <laughs> I think I think it's I think Adidas or Under Armour is going to be all over him. And Nike, I, I, if I was Zion, I could not reconcile with Nike. Like that's just so. I mean, especially in like the, the biggest game of the year, like and Nike doesn't come through for you like yeah. that. That's just, I wouldn't be playing with them again. Yeah, promise you that. And you know what? You know what? The going into the league, you know what? The, all the commercials will be saying, "Oh, we made a shoe that." That could hold Zion Williamson. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be good for you too. Exactly. The, they'll like, all be taking their their uh, their hits in Nike. It'll be right. great. Like, it'll do be you want to wear shoes? Do you want to wear shoes that are blowing out in the biggest in the game of the game. season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I. But anyway, that's that's interesting because he's out right now. Yeah. And this Duke team looks like a completely different team without well, him. I think. Just, they, I think they it lost is. their best player. Yeah, but I mean, they. They they beat Syracuse without him, who yeah. they've lost to earlier. Which I mean, that's impressive. But then, when you play these these bigger games against a ranked team like last they night, lost they, Virginia Tech last night and V Tech. Yep, they lost that one on the road, and I mean that's a team that with Zion, they're not they're not losing they that. They're not they're not losing any game. And I no. I had honestly thought of Duke like almost for sure winning the national championship with him for sure. And really. Almost, almost. I, I mean, they're, I, they're definitely the best basketball team in the nation with him, and you're probably it's, right. It's a tough. I mean, it's tough for anyone to even like hope to upset them. March Madness. I always say, as opposed to all the other sporting uh, championships and playoffs, anything can happen, and you know, one bad game, and that's it. Um, I've seen them. They almost lost to. Uh, an unranked Louisville. Yep. Um, you know, fluke or no fluke, if if they have a bad game, that's it, and their the tournament hopes are over. And the only you know, obviously they have such a strong uh, starting five, especially with Zion back. But the only thing too is that you gotta you gotta have to talk about their experience because they're one of the one of the youngest teams yeah. in the tournament and many of these more experienced teams of these guys that aren't going one and done and they're staying around and building a yeah. program they might have more chemistry and they might have more fortitude when it comes and experience of playing in March Madness but I mean I'm for sure they they definitely would have been making some noise and yeah. they still can make some noise if Zion comes back and even without Zion they can make some noise yeah and that that that's a good point because I know it, the big trend that's becoming is you know the one and dones and those sure. teams can make it really far but i mean you look at last year's national championship the villanova wildcats they that was a team of basically all seniors and i mean that i mean you're right when it comes to march madness it's those teams that do have the experience that i mean sometimes I mean, so not every time but that i i mean it does help a lot cuz i mean villanova i mean they were one of the best teams in the nation last year but i, I Going in, I don't. I mean, they were on a big winning stretch going into March Madness, and I mean, they looked like one of the best. But I wouldn't have necessarily picked them to win sure. it all. And so, but I think it was that senior experience that on that was like that key point. And so, it's Duke. I mean, that you're right. They are all freshmen, so they. I guess it's not a for sure thing, especially. And it'll be curious to. I'll be curious to see. You know, what Zion does. I mean, he's. If he so, does come back. If he if he even does come back, which. That's kind of a scary thought for them. If, I mean, it's, so there's you, it's potential that you... What do you, you think win. Zion should do? I mean, I think that... I mean, personally, if I was him, I, I just feel like even if you're only... I mean, 
it's not like you have really any loyalty to the, t- to the team because you're obviously going to be leaving after this year. But I just think, like, it's just a, the right thing to do almost just to, like, keep playing with them and, like, see what this, t- like, what this team could do. Like, there's so much potential. And, I mean, yeah, it could be smart for him to just, you know, give up. I mean, he'll be the top pick anyway. But, I mean, if I, w- if I was him, I would definitely come back and – uh, maybe not even in the regular season, but come ACC tournament time and March Madness, I I think I'd be back playing so with think, him. You think he should come back? I think he should. I I don't know for sure if he will because he he I mean he knows he doesn't have to, but and I don't I don't know what his mindset is. I don't know what the common mindset is for that now. Like how much loyalty these one and done guys feel to their team. I mean, they don't really have to be loyal because it's pretty clear you're not going to be there in one year and all you especially for Zion like he was only coming to Duke just to get on that you know that, that national state that like the highest stage possible but I, I I think it's the right thing to do to come back but I, I don't know if he will it's tough to say I have a pretty big opinion on this I have a lot to say about this first off I don't think there should be a rule that you need to go to college before going to the NBA. Yeah. I think I, it I should think be I agree with that. your choice to go to college or your choice to go to the NBA. If you think you're ready for the NBA, go into the draft and, and give it a shot. And that way you're getting paid right away. For Zion, I think Zion should do what he wants to do. I would never tell Zion what to do. Zion should do exactly what he wants to do. If he really feels loyalty to that team or he just wants to go out there and yeah. compete and feels like... He wants to play in March Madness and experience it. And and granted, the more he plays this season, the more experience he's going to get. And I think he's probably benefited from playing in yeah. the NCAA because he's gotten to be under Coach K, who is arguably the greatest basketball coach of this era, if not the greatest. Um, he He's able to be coached by him. He's able to play with all these great players. He's able to get the experience, the spotlight before going into the NBA, where the spotlight's going to be even bigger. So I think it probably has benefited, benefited him to be in the NCAA. But if I'm Zion, and I just busted my knee, and I got a real scare. Yeah. You know, I played high school football. I had three uh, knee surgeries from uh, playing football. And... I'm not saying I'm anywhere close to as good of an athlete as Zion Williamson. Hopefully he's he's better protecting himself and and not hurting his knees than, than I was. But granted, freak stuff does happen. Yep. And we're talking about millions of dollars and being set for life. Yeah. This guy, he might get the biggest shoe deal coming out of college going into the NBA ever. Could you imagine how many kids are going to want to buy Zion Williamson shoes? Yeah. I mean, the money you're going to make off of that, plus the millions of dollars you're going to rake in from your from your contract, you're set for life. So, the you know, if I'm him, and I just had this happen to me, no matter I don't think no matter what he does, if he if he says I'm sitting the rest of the season, I don't think his his draft stock drops. No, I no. think he's still the number one. So, yeah. to me, if I'm him. I'm not risking it. As a fan, I'd love to see him play right. in March Madness. Don't get me wrong, but I would, if I'm him, I'm I'm not going back. 
Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's it's, it's just the thing. That, I mean, and that's part of the reason why, why I I agree with the whole not having to go to college thing either. Because, I mean, these guys go to have, are forced to play one year, and a lot of the time they don't really want to, and so there's not going to be much loyalty to the team. And so, and then a situation comes like this where you almost getting a really bad injury then yeah i i mean it's not like you're ever that loyal to them anyway so then why would you want to risk it yeah i i agree with that and i think i still think it's the right thing to do to come back and i I mean i think it would be good experience too to to put yourself in that situation where you're almost a for sure final four team like play on like the biggest stage possible and i don't know i think that'd be something he'd want to experience and that would be helpful for him but I mean, ultimately, it's up to him, and it's it's all about the money. That's so. all good and fine. We're talking about millions of dollars. It's all about that, the money. That, that would be my argument. That's the only thing yeah. I have to say about it. Yeah. It's the, it's the money. Yeah. It's all about the money. Um, you want to you wanna move on to uh, the Tennessee yeah. LSU game? You want to talk about that? Yeah, so probably the last – maybe one, maybe the last topic of the night. We'll see. Um, but I don't know if you guys saw the end of the Tennessee LSU game last week. Uh, big game, top uh, 15 matchup. I think LSU was 13, Tennessee was 5. And it was a crazy game, and it went down to overtime. And Tennessee shot a three. It was tied up with about five seconds left. Tennessee shoots a three, misses, and LSU gets the rebound. And the guy that gets the rebound, one Tennessee guy, you know, kind of, like, forces his body into him, and he kind of spins around him but still gets hit, and then another guy reaches in, and this is all with about one second left, and then the refs call a foul. And so he's at about, you know, the Tennessee free-throw line three-point area, so he's still not even on his side of the court. But with one second left in a tied game in a top-15 matchup... They're in the bonus. And they're in the bonus. Top-15 game, one second left, they're calling a foul there. Uh, that was interesting. And so that that's something we see a lot, too, because... A lot of times in those crazy, you know, last second plays, there's a lot of contact, and I mean that's not even just in that's in football too. I mean last plays, you know, they'll see a lot of pass interference that isn't called, but I don't know. Like for situations like this, there's so many games that like are determined by whether or not like the ref calls a foul in that last play because there's always gonna be so much contact. And if I'm being honest, I I think the refs, I a lot of times they have the mindset that. Let him play more, be a little more lenient in the last second. I don't really think that's right, though. I th- I think that I I saw. I mean, the Tennessee LSU game. I thought there was a lot of contact on that last play. It was a foul. I, I think it was a foul, and like I'm sorry. I if there's one second left, I don't think you can bend the rules and have more contact to. Because to me, what it looked like was it looked like um, he kind of was forcing himself, his body into the LSU player to stop him from taking a almost half-court shot. And it was clearly I, a foul. And I think that's a foul. And there were a lot of people, I saw a lot of things about it. There's a lot of arguments on whether it should have been a foul or not. But I think, I mean, if, if that happens with three minutes left in the game, that's for sure a foul. So I don't think that should be changed when it comes down to the last second, whether it's one second left, whether it's 15 minutes left. I think a foul is a foul. I don't think... I could have articulated that any better, Isaiah. I agree 100%. The referees have their rule books. Yeah. They know what a foul is. doesn't matter if a foul happens the first five minutes of game or the last two seconds of a game. It's a fact. It's a foul Mm -hmm. if it's a foul. And 
basketball, especially in a game like that, although it may seem like that foul is what's going to end up uh, changing the game and causing one team to win and one team to lose, the game is so long and there's so many little things and fouls that are called earlier in games and uh, plays that it all contributes to the end. It's like a game of inches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether, like, I, I agree, whether it's at the beginning of the game or if it's at the end of the game, a foul is a foul. And that's period. And if you yeah. don't want to get called for a foul at the, at the end of the game, then don't foul don't someone. Foul. <laughs> yeah. And the worst, and, and I mean, it happens so much in uh, football, too. Last plays, especially like Hail Marys. I, I know, like, it's tough to call pass interference in the Hail Mary play because there's so many guys down on the end of the field and there's a lot of contact ready but it's like if if if, 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 it, if it's clearly if there's clearly i mean cause it, almost, it almost seems like every time there'll be a guy that's pushing off someone like clearly in the back and they don't call that um i know it's a tough situation but i think you can't bend the rules in that situation especially in the most probably important play of the game football basketball doesn't matter i think a foul's a foul yeah and I mean, I, and honestly, as a ref, it would be scary, too, because it, it's basically like you're deciding the game, and yeah. it's tough to do, but, I mean, your job is to enforce the rules. But also, and, you could be deciding the game by not calling a foul. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at, this wasn't even a bang, you know, some of these situations we're talking about are bang-bang plays, but look at that game, uh, the Saints against the Rams, NFC Championship yeah. game. Uh, that was horrible. Blatant. Yeah. There was no way that wasn't a foul. That referee... Should be fired. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my life watching the NFL. Yeah. Completely I horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't even understand what he was looking at, but that's a whole different conversation. I mean, there's nothing even to debate about that. That guy just totally screwed up. And, and, and that wasn't even the last play. I mean, there is obviously that call that, that call would have set up the game winning play, but that wasn't even the last. There, that wasn't even one second left. There's still like a minute or yeah. so left in the game. And, I mean that one was just a horrible missed call, but I mean I understand those those late game situations. It's hard to be a ref there and like basically be the one to call the to call the game, but that's your job. So I I know that people try to get away from uh, all these reviews with the uh, instant replay and that kind of stuff, but I think the NFL should really look into. Oh, to yeah. allowing the review of uh, of penalties because I'm sure if anyone would have looked at that play over again, yeah. you'd call a penalty. Yep. And you could you could have the same parameters as as the normal challenges they have already, but why not allow that? I mean, even in the NBA now, it's not the same thing. They don't challenge, but when there's a foul and it looks like oh it might be a flagrant, they say oh let's, let's you know let's take a look let's take a look at the at the monitor. I mean. If you're able to challenge other stuff like catches or stepping out of bounds or fumble recoveries or any of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. why why not? Which why is can't just it be as a foul? important to the game as that game against the the Saints and the and the Rams when that's happening at the end of the game. That that penalty is the game. Yeah, I think I I think it'd be wise of of Mister Goodell to look into that. But uh, who knows? They probably won't do it. I don't know. That was horrible. Yeah, you don't think they will? I mean, I haven't heard anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I I heard, I remember I I, hearing I'm, right after like that game, right after the season ended, that there had definitely been talks about it. There have been? They, 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 they had started looking into it at least 
I know. I think the CFL does it, and I'm sure it works well for them. And I mean, I guess I guess it's time for American football to take start taking notes from the Canadian league because, I mean, that's just that that's something I wholeheartedly would want, and I feel like a lot of fans, even if a lot of NFL fans weren't that passionate about it before that game, I feel like that game had to have just put so many people on the bandwagon, so many people for it. And Goodell, I mean, that that Goodell is just kind of a strange guy anyway. So, I mean, who knows what he'll do. But I think the majority of fans would want that. I'm not even a Saints fan. When I saw that play, I mean, you can ask, you can ask my, my friends. When we were watching the game, I was, like, ready to pull my hair out. Yeah. I was, I couldn't imagine if that was my Giants. I don't even know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so horrible. It cost them the whole season. The next day I saw somebody show up to the gym in a Saints shirt. I went up to him and I, I said, I am so sorry. Yeah. That was horrible. I feel for you so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, with something that cost this team the season, look at the Saints' heartbreak the last two seasons. The yep. Minneapolis miracle. Yeah. Now this with that penalty. I mean, this team needs a break. Yeah. They are... If, if that... If that that call so blatantly affected the game. The fact that they're debating. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Should we maybe do it? How could you even debate it? Fix the problem. It's a problem. It has to be it's fixed. It's easily fixable. It's so easily fixable. So easily fixable. So I, they need to, they need to keep looking into that. I don't. I I just remember seeing that there were talks about it immediately. Like, I think after the season ended, even I think they I'd seen headlines and stuff about there's been discussions. I don't I don't really know how far that's gotten. And I'm hopefully I'm sure something. I'm sure there won't be any changes next season, but hopefully after that I, I'm you know what if I bet my prediction is that if they don't make any change next season there's gonna be something really similar that happens whether it's N- NFC AFC Championship or Super Bowl I feel like there's gonna be some big game with a big missed uh, penalty and it's just gonna push we'll the. See. Yeah, we'll see. But, but I mean, why why should it take another wrong to make it right? It should it be shouldn't. one wrong, and it should now it should be corrected. It should have should have been in the conversation for for reviews in the first place, and now they're going to correct it after this one team got got screwed over. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a bad situation. You want to talk about uh about Nick Foles real quick? Sure. He got so they're not going to franchise tag him, so he's going to become a free agent. Yep. Um. So, I guess the Eagles have decided to move on from Nick Foles and they're going to be um putting their faith in uh in Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Well, how, how do you feel about that first off and where do you where do you see some destinations for Nick Foles or do you think it's worth signing Foles? Yeah, so I mean Wentz uh two not this last season but the year before. I mean Obviously, he totally proved himself. Great, such a great quarterback. Absolutely. He was so good. But then, I mean, he came back this year and wasn't wasn't quite the same thing. He was no. a, he. It was kind of like watching a different player. And I mean, I know that you're gonna be a little rusty coming off, you know, missing a lot of the season, of an ACL or just any big injury. I mean, same thing happened to Aaron Rodgers this year. He came off a big injury and didn't have quite the same year. Mm-hmm. And so. I understand that, and and that that could be that could have just been why he didn't have a great season, and so I don't think they're totally, like stupid to put all their faith in him. I mean, he was their top pick a couple of years ago, and I I think I think it's smart to keep going with him, especially because Foles is getting old. I mean, I I don't even know like he'll be a free agent, and I don't 
I, I can't even see him going anywhere. I think I, I think he'll he might go be done. somewhere. You think he'll go somewhere? He'll probably I, end up at like somewhere like, uh, like the sorry Dolphins because they, they just can't get anything to work between uh, Tannehill and then they had Osweiler there. I mean, who knows what's gonna happen with him? But I don't know if he's worth paying big money. I know that he won the Super Bowl and all, and that's great. And he uh, finished up the season this year. Uh, his QBR this year was a was a, a seventy, pretty strong. Um, his best season was 2013, which was his first stint with the Eagles, and uh, he had a QB of se- a QBR of 72 back then. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, he had a like not as good season in 2014, but it was still a good season. And then he got um, he, he went to uh, at the time the the St. Louis Rams, mm-hmm. and um, and he was horrible. He uh, what is, what is, he had a a twenty eight QBR, mm-hmm. so and then after that he went to Kansas City, and he had a thirty two QBR, um, and then he he ends up back in Philly in twenty seventeen and he ended up doing what he did. But I just this has happened before with Nick Foles. He was in Philly and then they said, oh let's Nick Foles is good. Let's let's see what he could do. And then he went somewhere else and it didn't work out. I I'm not saying he can't. Help a team like the Dolphins, but I don't know if, if yeah. that's really your best option, especially if you're going to have to pay him big money in free agency. I don't think it's worth it. Right, right. Final point since I think we're running out of time. Yep. But I don't know. My opinion, I he'll he'll definitely I, – I mean, I could definitely see him p- picking up, you know, like a, like a backup role on one of those teams that are trying to make a playoff push. But, I mean, I think it's – I know people have – I mean, people said this last year too, but I think – I think his time is up. I mean, he's he's only thirty. 30. He's only thirty. That's, I mean, he's he's not not like, everyone's Tom Brady. Though. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, he could have another good season left in him, but Maybe. he's not going to be starting anywhere. So that's only going to be if someone gets hurt. And he I might think be, I think though. they're talking about they might start him. You don't depends on we'll who. See. Yeah, right, I, we got to wrap things up. Yeah. Um, to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. We won't have a show uh, next week because we're going to be on spring break, but the the week following that will be here with you Wednesday at, from 9 to 10 to talk sports, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Yep. Again, this is, this is Isaiah Mueller. And this is Kenny Tomkovich. And we are signing off. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.